Hello, my friends. It is your brother Hampton from Hybrid Calisthenics. Now your brother Hampton from Hybrid Creators, among other things. Now, first of all, I'm really excited to make this video today on how to build an audience. I've thought for quite a while on how to do this and how I want to structure it. And I think this is a reasonable first video to talk about. If you somehow stumbled upon this video and you got recommended it in your feed and you have no idea who I am or what this is or what an audience is, then I probably recommend checking out the intro video on this channel. You can go to the channel. It's the video that's highlighted if you're not subscribed. And I'm just going to start churning out these videos as often as I can when I'm not making videos for my main channel. And there's not going to be that much editing because I want to keep all the information in there. It won't, might not look as nice, but I want to make the information as broadly available as possible, and I'm going to try to keep it as valuable as possible. So you can watch these obviously however you want, and I know this is an introduction that's a little, a little bit long, but since this is the first video in our series, I recommend if you're serious about this, if you're serious about learning to do a business online, learning to make an income online, or being a content creator, then I recommend that you watch this with a notepad and a pen so you can take notes. It's one of those. It's not necessarily like the bite-sized ones. I might make some shorts for that, but this is not really a bid on my end in any way to get someone's attention. This is about me knowing that many of you have valuable skills that you can share with the world, either in video, audio format, or written word. And if you want to amplify that by learning to do what I do with my media, then I'm happy to teach you. Now, first of all, what is an audience? An audience is just anybody that will listen when you speak, either when you speak in real life or when you speak through social media. When you do a post, your audience is are the people that see it. When you do a video, your audience are the people that watch it. Ideally, you would have an audience across multiple platforms. This is why I recommend being on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, just, every, just about every mainstream platforms and some sub ones if you if you find one where your content really thrives. Now, does everyone need an audience? In my opinion, yes. In my opinion, yes. Even if you don't want to be a content creator. Again, I mentioned in the first video that the reason it's called hybrid creators isn't necessarily because it's just for content creators, but because it's for the creation of value. So you might want to sell like coffee beans online or something. In my opinion, I would still have an audience. And not just an audience, but a community. And I'm kind of speeding through a lot of things that took me months to learn, so I'm trying to remember what it's like at the beginning of the journey so I'm, and answer some implicit questions that I may not think of anymore. But the reason why it's important to have an audience, the reason why it's very good for your business of any kind to have a community, I think can be exemplified through something like CrossFit. I have some friends who do CrossFit, and I don't think that if, you, if you're doing it in a safe way where you're not injuring yourself, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. I know there's some memes where we bash CrossFit, but it's a good, it's a good example because you've seen this meme where it says, well, how do you know if someone does CrossFit? Well, don't worry, they'll tell you, right? So someone who's really into CrossFit doesn't have, you don't have to convince them to buy a shirt that says, I'm into CrossFit. They'll go online, they'll go on Amazon, they'll seek out the CrossFit store and buy a shirt because they're proud of that. They're proud to be part of that community. So if your goal is just to sell products online or sell your services online, then it's still very beneficial for you to have some sort of audience, some sort of community where people identify with you or the thing you have to offer. If you become CrossFit, people will want to buy your stuff. You don't have to convince them. Does that make sense? Now, how big does this have to be? Because if you know me through Hybrid Calisthenics, we have an audience in the community of millions. Uh, I think right now we have like 
2.27 million on YouTube, around 5 million across social media, not including people who know me but don't subscribe. You don't need anything anywhere near that big if your goal is just to make a living online through selling some kind of product or service. How small are we talking? Well, a short-term to mid-term goal um, that I would focus on is having 10 super fans. 10 super fans, like this, and this will be the core of your group. Eventually, this can develop into 100 or 1,000. A thing that I heard and I learned when I was starting this creation was that if you had a thousand super fans, then you had an income for life. Now, what do I mean by super fans? Because like we're get, we're delving into territory that some people may consider Machiavellian and it almost sounds like we're manipulating people to join our community so we can sell them stuff. No. Think about your best friend. Think about a friend that you have that would that would really listen to you if you said, hey. Uh, I tried this energy drink and I really liked it. It doesn't give me the crash that I have with other energy drinks. Uh, it's low in sugar, which is important to me because I'm trying to lose weight. And it's just really good. It's enhanced my life. Uh, I highly recommend you try this. And remember, like, consider telling that to your best friend and think about the results you would have. Your best friend, because they trust you, might be like, okay, I'll try it out. I'll, I'll try it out. Your goal that I want to impart to you is to replicate that with 1,000 people. Now keep in mind, if you lied to your best friend, if you sold him just like Gatorade that you poured into a different bottle <laughs> and he sold him and he's like, oh yeah, this is great. He's, he's gonna find out and even if he doesn't, he's gonna know, he or she is gonna know that it's not as great as you said and they won't trust you as much. So there's nothing necessarily wrong with this. You, you really just have to endorse a product or service or create one that you like and spread it to 1,000 best friends. That's your core group. So you start with 10 and you grow that into 1,000. Beyond that, let's start with the example of 10. You have 10 in your core and you have 100 in your general dedicated community. The 10 are people that will listen to you and do what you ask almost no matter what you say. These are people you really truly helped. They've really identified with your brand and the content that you're putting out. The 100 are the people who comment on your posts. Like again, this is just like, there's audiences of all sides all sizes, this is just an example. 100 are the people who comment on your posts regularly and share your stuff. There's people who generally enjoy you, but won't necessarily, they're not as dedicated as the super fans. And beyond that, you have the general community. You have 1,000. Let's say you have a starting audience of 1,000, which is not that hard to get to nowadays. Um, in the, in the past, you can find Mr. Beast having videos about, oh, I didn't think I could ever get to 700 subscribers. That sounds almost laughable nowadays. He gets that in like five minutes, uh, maybe not even then, <laughs> nowadays. But there is kind of the, the inflation effect, so to speak, on followers. So like, kind of like how one dollar, one US dollar was worth a lot more 100 years ago than it is now, it's similar with followers. So 1,000, while that seems like a lot, especially if you're not that used to social media, it's becoming easier and easier by the day as more people use social media and more people create content and platforms have recognized that creators are encouraged when there's more subscribers, so there's more ways for you to get subscribers. Okay, so now that you know what an audience is and some business reasons why you should build a community and cultivate that community, let's talk about where we start because everyone starts at zero. Everyone starts at zero followers. And at, this, at the beginning of my journey, this was a question that I 
had and I really couldn't quite get a solid answer out of because it seemed like the only people who could get views and certainly enough reach um, and have their video and post an image be seen by a lot of people were people who were already established. So it seemed like you needed an extreme competitive advantage to even get started. So in fitness, for example, you might feel like, well, I can't do this until, unless I'm, I've been a certified personal trainer for 10 plus years because otherwise I can't stand out from the noise. Not necessarily, not necessarily. Just about anyone can at least get started in having an audience and I'll explain that in a second. But it can seem really hard to start if you are used to your inner circle of social media. I w really wasn't on social media that much before I did hybrid calisthenics. I had like 200 Facebook followers and if I had a post get more than 10 likes or something, that was a high performing post for me. I just didn't really care. I didn't post that often. Um, I was, there was something I'd, I scrolled through while I ate. So something like Facebook, especially if you're used to something like Facebook, it can seem impossible to spread your message. And if you only use something like Facebook, which is very valuable, but for community building, for building an audience, it's relatively difficult. And I'll put it this way. In the first year or so of doing hybrid calisthenics, I had a couple million on YouTube, a million on TikTok, several hundred thousand on Instagram, same content. So I'm posting the same content on all these channels and they grew at different speeds. Facebook went from zero to, I think, 6,000 our first year. Uh, same content, the same content that's on Instagram that grew it, the same content that's on TikTok that grew it. So we see from this, and by the way, Facebook is valuable for its own purpose, very valuable for some advertising purposes, which we can talk about in a separate video. It's really not about community building. And from this, we can see that these platforms and all different platforms all have different potential for organic reach. Organic reach is basically how many people can see your content, your video, your article, your podcast, without you having to pay for it. Because like I mentioned on Facebook, they have good targeting where you can pay a lot of money. People sometimes pay like a million dollars a day, I'm not even exaggerating, for their post and their ad to be seen by many, many people. However, just posting there and without paying, there's not that much reach. And you may notice this as you're scrolling through your Facebook, it's mostly your friends and family. Sometimes it's uh, pages you follow, but it's fairly rare for you to see something from someone you don't follow, it's just out of the blue. And you even get that on, even YouTube, for example. On YouTube, when you scroll through your main tab, you see different videos that you may like based on videos that you've liked before. On something like TikTok, this is even more amplified. You can see the original appeal of the platform was the idea that almost anybody can be a celebrity because you could post something and have it get 5 million views on your first post, even though you have no prior audience. Does this make sense? So you're looking for platforms with high organic reach. Right now, on the internet, from what I know, the platforms with the highest organic reach are TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and Instagram Reels. Not necessarily in that order. Right now, I would say it's changing almost by the day. YouTube Shorts, TikTok, and then Instagram Reels. Different people may have different experiences, but this is from what I've seen. Now, <clears throat> why is TikTok at the bottom? Or why is TikTok not at the top? Because at the beginning, the organic reach potential was incredible. It was incredible. Like that's what drew people to the platform was that you could post something and not have a huge audience and yet it could be exposed to the For You page and lots and lots of people could see it. Recently, I believe they have changed their platform to where it's a little bit more like Instagram. 
to where it's shown to your followers primarily, and then if people like it, other people will see it. It's largely interest-based, and just for example, you can have, I have a million followers on TikTok, and I could have one, vid one video get two million views, and the next one get 10,000. So very variable based on interest. Same thing with YouTube Shorts and probably Instagram Reels. Most of my videos were a little bit too long for Instagram Reels, so I really wasn't there at the very beginning of it. So there might have been a huge effect, but certainly now it's died down a little bit. Same with YouTube Shorts. Um, for the first couple of months when it was available around the world, when anyone could post a short and have it be circulated, the organic reach was insane. I had some videos that I didn't put that much effort in. I tried to put a lot of value in, but the production value and the time put in really wasn't that much, and they would get millions of views. And even to this day, a lot of my current community is from that time period. But even with the reduced effects of these platforms, YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, and TikTok, you can still get a lot more reach than you can get on something like Facebook. Another one I'll say is LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I've heard, also has a lot of organic reach, but I have not personally experienced that. Now. Of those things that I've mentioned, YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, TikTok, I really want to drive this in because I know I kind of go on tangents, but that's kind of how I teach anyway. Of those platforms, you'll notice that they tend to focus on video content for one thing. And short form video right now probably is the dominant form of media right now. And you, I know some people don't thrive on video, some people rather write or do audio. You can still grow your audience. That's something I probably should cover in a separate video. But short form video, meaning short vertical videos made to go on mobile, optimized for mobile, that are under 60 seconds. Reels used to be under 30 seconds, but now for an increasing amount of creators, they've upped the limit to 60 seconds, which I think is good, by the way. So your goal as you start off this journey, starting from zero and building your audience from zero, is to make short vertical videos that are entertaining and then cross-post these across YouTube, Instagram, Reels, and TikTok. They all have slightly different vibes. I know that's not the professional word for it, but they have different cultures, I guess. You'll notice as you browse through TikTok, and you should, you should, if you're serious about this, spend some time browsing through TikTok, spend some time browsing through Instagram Reels, spend some time browsing through YouTube Shorts, and you'll notice there's a slightly different culture for all these platforms. You can still post the same stuff on all these platforms, but certain things will do better on TikTok, certain things will do better on Instagram. I don't like to generalize, but Instagram, as some may expect, seems to be catered more towards aesthetic content. If something looks really nice, it'll tend to do well on Instagram and TikTok too. TikTok, more, a lot of, uh, lower camera quality videos will also do well on TikTok just because they're funny or entertaining, more relatable, I guess. And the crowd on TikTok skews a little bit younger. I would say 15 to 25. And Instagram is a little bit older, YouTube is a little bit older than that. And YouTube works well for educational content that I've noticed, which is why I think I've done better on YouTube Shorts than I have on Instagram Reels and TikTok. But still, you can post all these same videos. There's an audience that's going to be yours and going to join your community that's there on all these platforms. So it's still worthwhile to post these. Now, the benefit of these short vertical videos is that they can be shared. One of the reasons that I've grown on YouTube, and if you go, I'm sure you can go on Social Blade or something and you can find different, different ways my audience has spiked. Some of that is from YouTube Shorts. Some of that is from YouTube's algorithm recommending me to people they think would like me. But some of that is also entirely from different platforms. 
I think when we got featured on Reddit a couple of months ago, we suddenly gained like 30,000 followers overnight. And I was like, huh, interesting. And the reason for that is because these short vertical videos can be shared. If someone really likes your stuff, they'll post it somewhere else, which in my opinion is good. It's good. I don't think you should be too upset by that because that's kind of internet culture to where people will share memes. And a lot of things we post, we don't have the explicit rights to post that. But yeah, that's how we share things on the internet, right or wrong. It's, it's the reality of the situation right now. And when they share these things, there's the potential, if your video is good, for it to go viral on a different platform. When it goes viral on a different platform, people will ask, hey, who is this making this? And then they'll go and follow you on your other platforms. So I hope that makes sense. Find platforms with organic reach and create videos that, that prompt others to want to know who you are. I'll put it this way. On TikTok, my first video that got over a million views ever that I ever had was my third video. My first video got zero views, by the way. I just, um, this is how it worked out. But my third video was a joke video where it had me struggling. I was like, 1,000. 1,000 is a lot of push-ups, good thing I only did two. It was a, a silly joke video, and that got circulated. And TikTok, by the way, I don't know if they'll change, seems to have a bit of a jackpot algorithm, where every once in a while, they'll pick a random video of yours, I don't know how they identify that, and they'll push it to many, 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 many people, way beyond what you usually get. I think that was a jackpot video for me, and it got circulated, and there was a lot of likes, there were a lot of comments, people laughed at it, they thought it was funny, and that's good. But out of like 3 million views, I inspired, I think, 3,000 people to follow me. It really wasn't that many. For, for 3 million views, I think I got 1,500, 2,000, 3,000 people to follow me at the time. My next video that went viral that didn't even, they get, get, got a similar amount of views. I think it was like 2 million, 3 million in that ballpark. I got 150,000 people to follow me. Does that make sense? So my first joke video, while it circulated and it was easy and it was funny, it didn't really make people think, I want to be part of this person's audience. I want to know more from this person. My first video was a joke video. My second video was about a posture exercise. No, but the video before that was about a push-up exercise. And the video after that was a posture exercise. And both of those got a lot more people, hundreds of thousands of people to follow the account. And that's when I started growing the audience. So the real lesson from that, in my opinion, is that while viral content can help you, the real way you grow your audience and your community is by making consistently good content. And when that content gets shared, you want that piece of content to inspire people to want to know more about whatever you're talking about. If it's a simple joke video, they'll laugh at it, but they won't necessarily follow you. They'll like it and they may comment and they may tag a friend so they can share and they can all laugh. That's great, there's a place for that, but it won't necessarily want to make people be part of your audience. And this video is about audience building and community building. And so I'm gonna segue into community building because after you have an audience, then you get a steep competitive advantage against even larger creators like me. Because a lot of times, I'm just gonna be honest, because I know some of you are thinking this. You wanna grow an audience and you wanna make an income online, but part of that, there is an vanity aspect to that for some of you, to where it's not really about spreading a message, it's not really about making an income. You kind of want the social adoration. Uh, I know that doesn't apply to all of you, but some of you watching this, I know, want the 10,000 likes on Instagram when you post a selfie, or when you, 
snap back at someone in the comments and you, and you screenshot that and you show everyone and everyone's laughing at them and you're hating on your haters. Some of you like that. Some of you like to feel important, I guess. And that's fine. I, I won't judge you for that, but it's not what I'm talking about in this journey. And a lot of my content will focus away from that because one of the key things I want to impart on people is you are not there to be admired and to be served, you're there to serve other people. Again, like I mentioned in the first video, the purpose of this is for you to bring value to your audience. The purpose of this is the creation of value, the creation and now distribution of value to as many people as you think you can help. So from that, when you start getting likes, comments and questions and messages, um, sometimes people are confused by one of the things you said. Sometimes people will say, hey, I really like your stuff. Thank you for making this post about how to take better selfies. It really helped me. You like and you respond to every comment and message you get, especially in the beginning. In the beginning, every time someone shares something, you say, hey, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for commenting. Thank you so much for the message and the good wishes. What else can I make to help you? That last part is uber important because we think we know what our audience wants. We tend to think we know what our audience wants. Like, I th like for my fitness stuff, I'm like, oh, well, people want to know how to do push-ups with proper form or something. And they might, they might. We have a decent idea, depending on our, uh, our talent, frankly, on how we can gauge our audience. But most of us don't really know nearly as well as we think. So we ask them every time, you get a chance. Every time someone says something nice, you say, hey, is there anything you would like to see that I can make more of? Whenever you hit a milestone, when you hit 100 followers, 1,000 followers, 10,000 followers, you say, thank you so much. I really am here to try to help you. What more can I do to help you? And then you actually do what they say. <laughs> you shouldn't just say that and then just ignore it and do your own thing. You should do what they say. Usually, there's like a most liked comment that you can see and you're like, oh, I should do a video on posture. And this is the competitive advantage. This is why the ball starts rolling and it's harder to stop when the ball starts rolling because when you don't have a community yet, you don't have anyone to ask. Then you have a general idea. It's not, it is harder, but you can get started. When I had that first viral video, that was a joke video about push-ups, I didn't really get people asking me stuff. You know, I, I thanked them for liking my post. You know, and when they commented, you know, I gave them a thumbs up and I just smiled at them. And it was nice and I got more followers that way. But my second video, which was about doing diamond push-ups, and I said, well, you don't have to do it with your fingers in a diamond. You can do it with your thumbs together like this, which is more controversial now than I realized even back then. But that got a community for me. It showed me what people liked about me. They said, oh, this seems really friendly and welcoming and makes me want to do push-ups. I'm like, oh, interesting. I had some more questions that people got. I got some followers and people say, hey, can you make a video about this? I'm like, yes, I can. Can you make a video about this? Yes, I can. And the next video that went viral and ultimately got me over a hundred K, which is a milestone that I was really happy about at the time, was a video about posture. And I got that through requests. Now you think, yeah, every once in a while I'll make a video about posture, but at the time I saw it as a request and I made a video about it. So the snowball effect that you get and the momentum that you get after you have an audience is serving that audience. Here's a quote that I probably should have put at the very beginning of the video, but the way you get to a million followers is you really, really, really serve and help the 10 you have now. You nurture a community to grow it. 
Okay, if you're growing a farm, <laughs> you can keep planting seeds, but if you don't water the seeds that you planted, then your farm isn't really going to grow. You're gonna plant new seeds, you're gonna get new followers, but your current ones are going to leave. Your current ones aren't going to watch you. So just keep that in mind. Not only do you wanna grow your following, you wanna cultivate it. You wanna grow and you wanna to grow together. So just to summarize, I know this video isn't quite as organized as some of you may like. I just wanna get the information out and then I can always redo videos later. But at the very beginning, I talked about what an audience is. An audience is just the people that will listen when you speak. And in terms of online content creation, it's your followers, it's your subscribers, it's the people who follow your blog or your podcast. And I talked about why it's important to have an audience and more importantly, why it's important to have an audience that's really a community. Because even if you don't want to be a content creator, it's important to have a sense of community where people will identify with your brand or your business. And when you do that, then people will be a lot more willing to listen to what you have to say and a lot more trusting when you launch a new product. And I mentioned a very important point that you have to reciprocate. You have to earn that trust. You can't just gain it and then sell someone something and be like, ah, you're a sucker. You bought my widget, even though it's the same widget that someone else is selling for half the price. Ha ha, see ya. You can't do that because then you will lose your audience very, very quickly. It's a lot easier to cut down trees than it is to grow trees. Second, I talked about organic reach. Where do you go for this audience and how do you start from zero? Well, there are platforms with high organic reach, meaning views you don't have to pay for. So YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, and TikTok right now for video are the best platforms for organic reach on the planet that I know of. I also hear about LinkedIn, which is where I would go right now if you want to write articles. If you want to write articles and you want to have a blog, I would go on LinkedIn and I just copy and paste your entire article and put it on LinkedIn or maybe like the first, the first third of it and then link the rest of your article at the bottom. It's whatever's easier for your audience. But either way, you want the content that you share and the videos that you make to inspire people to want to know more. Joke videos tend to do better. Cat videos tend to do really well. You can get a lot of likes and comments on those, but they won't necessarily inspire people to follow your channel, which is what you wanna do. And the point of this video is to build an audience and a community. So by bringing a lot of value and by helping people in a way that makes them want to know more and continue to be helped by you is a great place and a great benchmark to have when you are making this short video content. And again, I mentioned short vertical video content because that's kind of what TikTok, Instagram Reels, and YouTube Shorts thrives on. So not only do these platforms have high organic reach, these short videos are also a lot more shareable than say an hour long podcast. By the way, if you have an hour long podcast or you have an article, I would cut clips of that and make those into short vertical videos. So not only do they have high organic reach, but they're also shareable to other places. So I mentioned that my channel didn't, it grew largely from the YouTube algorithm, but there were also many times my content was shared somewhere else entirely and people were like, I wanna know more. And as a result, they followed my YouTube. Does that make sense? Okay, afterwards I talk about after you have a community, what do you do? You can't just keep planting seeds and forgetting to water your seeds. You have to grow your community. That means every time someone likes your post, you appreciate it. And every time someone comments, you say thank you for commenting. And then if they have a question, you answer their question to the best of your ability. When you get a message from someone or a question from someone, you also answer them. So honestly, at the beginning, you answer every comment, you answer every message. 
This is serious. You want to put actual time into this. Content creation is one of the most desired jobs nowadays of the new coming generation. So this is something that you have to put in some extra effort on. And you want to show your community love when they show you love, and you want to ask them how you can help them. Every time that you have a comment or a question, you say, thank you, what else can I do to help you? And then you execute on that. I'll say once again that the way you get to a million followers is you really, truly, deeply care, nurture, and cultivate the 10 followers you have now. Okay, and that is what I have for you today. This video probably will end up being longer than I expected it to be, but again, I know I went on tangents, but all those tangents are also valuable. So rewatch it if you have to. This is my 101 on how to build an audience. Please, please, please let me know how else I can help you. Please comment the questions that you have in the comment section. And we do have a group in my app called Cultivate, called the Creators Group, you can find it. Go ahead and download it, I'll link it down below, where the purpose of that is for us to work together. I don't make money. To be clear, I don't make money when people download my app. In fact, it costs me money. The reason I have it is so we can build a community of this, of hybrid creators. See, I do practice what I preach. I wanna build a community where people can help each other through their content creation journey. And believe me, that is super valuable. That's the thing I wish that YouTube had, where they had a forum or YouTube had their own social network where creators could interact with each other and help each other out and ask and answer questions. But through hybrid creators, it's really gonna help you when you say, hey, Jan, how did you manage to get to 1,000 followers last week? You were stuck at 10 and 20 for a while. And she's like, oh, well, I posted this. I just did this. There are some things, there are some opportunities that I don't even know about that I hope can help you. And if we come together as a community, I think we can go a lot further together. Content creation is not a competition, it's a collaboration. So I hope that can help you. Let me know what else you want to see. I will have another video for you shortly. I'll be leaving for my honeymoon in a week or so. So I may not be able to put out a video for a couple of weeks, but this is something that I'm really excited about, something that I really hope can help a lot of people. So thank you so much for watching. Have a beautiful day.